Welcome, everyone, to the WFR Marriage Podcast. This is a conversation about marriage for marriage, and tonight it's a conversation about sex for your kids. So, joined to talk about that is my buddy Trey. Across the road over there is Anna, and sitting next to me is my hey. lovely wife, Tara. Howdy, howdy. Talking sex with our kids. Yes. Talking about, about sex. sex. About sex yeah. with Okay. Yeah. Man, yeah. those are scary words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> I've tried to have that conversation multiple times, and it's never gone smooth. And I always say, just go ask Dad. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, we, we all know this is like the, the one thing that most parents struggle yeah. to talk about with their kids but um Anna and I know for experience I know Tara maybe even you Johnson do too like it's so necessary because we know from experience our past baggage and sexual um abuse or whatever it is like it's it's something that we need to talk about because our kids are immersed with so much content from Mm -hmm. our culture you know you have culture just throwing all this stuff out there and they're just so absorbed with uh, things they hear and things they see you know you have tiktok and all this social media and it's so saturated with sexual stuff so i think now more than ever this is a really important conversation to to have with your kids and i think the more that we talk about it and make it not so weird or uncomfortable the more comfortable we will be with it talking about it with our kids Mm -hmm. and even our kids will be comfortable with it like if you talk about it enough and make it a normal conversation like take it take it back from the culture i guess god made it it's not bad it's really good and that's what we need to be talking about all all that they're hearing is the twisted and perverted view and They don't make no bones about it. It's not uncomfortable for the world to talk about it in the wrong way. So why would it be uncomfortable for us when God designed it? I like that. Take it back from our culture because Mm -hmm. for the past, I don't know, seems like forever, Forever. 20, 30, 40, 50 years, our culture has dominated the conversation. It's time Mm -hmm. for us to get involved in it. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I think back about the conversations that I had with my family about sex and it was non-existent, you know, and even in the church it was non-existent. So the foundation that could have been laid in my life 20, 30, 40 years ago, however old I am, um, just really wasn't there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I... I can tell you right now, I learned from experience, and mm-hmm. it was all bad experiences mm-hmm. and until I became a Christian at the age of 18. And by that time, there's so much um, damage that was done, you know. Yeah. So I guess, you know, when it comes to our kids, what we need to talk about is what was God's intent for it. Because right. we hear so much, like I said, from our culture, but what does God say about it? You know, that's mm-hmm. what we need to discuss with our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, thinking I, it, well, I was talked about about it by my parents and it wasn't a taboo conversation but it was more on the lines of don't have sex because you can get STDs and you can get pregnant Mm -hmm. and bad like these things all the negative side reason why not to Mm -hmm. and of course because God said not to but never none of the but if we wait like the the benefits and the um reward that comes from that and Mm -hmm. just like why god designed it to be 
uh, one man and one woman, husband and wife for life, why he designed it that way, and just the emotional tie, like everything that comes into play when it comes to sex, that's what we need to be telling our kids. Not just don't do it because you'll get pregnant. Don't do it because yeah. you could get a sexually transmitted disease. Um, there's so much more to the story it's here. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful yeah. thing. You know, yeah. and I think even at the age of two and three and four, you can start teaching mm-hmm. your kids about their body and mm-hmm. how God made their bodies and what it's to be used for. Right. So, um, you know, I, I think of Stephen Holly, you know, mm-hmm. and the way he teaches it, to, even to me as an adult, I was like, whoa, you know, how God intended that mold to be. Mm-hmm. And when you mess with that mold and your husband is left with what? You know, just a, a mess. So, yeah. um, just starting from a young age and yeah. teaching what God made your body to be and right. how important and how beautiful it is. Thank goodness for grace. You know, yes, definitely. I, I think for the most part, and I, when I say this, I mean the church too, and, and Christian parents too. Like we've treated it like it's sex is the big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Anna was talking about, and um, we we've treated it like that. And and but God had a totally different intent for it you know sex uh your body's good uh sex is a very good thing uh god said go go do it you know mm-hmm. go and multiply yeah. and uh so that those are the conversations we need to have uh, with our kids yeah I, I think back to really me and my personal life how i've really dropped the ball and i see it whenever i was a kid and even in the church we drop the ball as parents a lot in all areas of raising kids. Uh, you know, when you go back and you read the Shema, which is Deuteronomy 6, kind of, it kind of starts around verses 3 and 4 and just talks about how you're supposed to teach your children how to love God and, and put Him first. Sometimes we just give that to the church. You know, mm-hmm. I, I felt like that partially was the way I was raised. Mm-hmm. You know, that you'll learn that in church or even our education. Oh, here, you, you go to school to learn that. You know, it's not my role as a parent. If, if we as parents were more active in teaching our children what it looks like to love Christ in our life, um, those those are hard conversations to have. Yeah. I found that as I've had those with my kids, talks like this come a lot easier. Yeah, what what motivates me, like I said earlier, was is my own past and and the hurts and pains and guilts and shames that I've experienced myself, and. Um, so I've had those conversations mm-hmm. with Col- with Colton, my son, and and my daughters, and it wasn't easy. You know, I had to kind of fight through that. And I always think about, you know, the the stories you hear about or what you see on TV. Like, you know, the kid comes to ask one of the parents about sex, and they say, "Well, go talk to your dad. Go mm-hmm. talk to your mom." It's like, no, this is a a mom and dad thing where you should be talking both to your kids about sex. You know, mm-hmm. you want to know the thing I think is a key thing to do especially as your kids get older first of all i think tara's right go ahead and start talking about it at a young age where it's not something like all of a sudden there's this topic we've never spoken about we're going to start talking about not saying that if your kids are already teenagers don't not start because of that like it's never too late to start but if you have young kids like go ahead and start teaching them about their body teaching them the proper names got a funny story to tell about this so the dinner table at supper time, this is when Trey and I together, we would just, ha- it would be a tabletop conversation with Chloe and Colton um, when they were pretty young. I mean, they were old Six, enough seven, to know eight, what maybe it nine. was. Yeah. And so we started talking about the proper names, like a 
male has a penis and a female has a vagina. And so we teach them those names and the next night we're like, okay, so what is a what does the girl have? And Chloe goes, A pajama? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so we're like, Well no, she's not a pajama. Yeah, well the idea <laughs> was the idea was we wanted to be the first ones to right. the conversation, which who knows, they may have heard something before that. But that's kind of the mentality because they're gonna hear it at school. They're gonna hear other words and definitions uh, for those body parts and we want them to know the right things first. That's so. right. And then if you've been talking about it and it's kind of a normal conversation, it's gonna make it so much easier too. As they get older, I think the Number one best thing you can do is share with your kids how you screwed it, you, you screwed up in your like your mistakes and yeah. your failures when it came to sex. Like share those; they need to know. Like because for one, it's going to help break down this huge barrier wall that my parents are perfect; they've never messed up, so I could never talk mm-hmm. to them if I mess up because they would have they would just don't understand like what it's like. And so mm-hmm. I think if you go ahead and start sharing your failures. As as their parent, and you're you're able to teach them the correct thing to do, or if they do fail, well then what should I do yeah. after that? What's next for me? That's a really important point because I know in my life and past, and in your uh, life and past, the very things that I struggle with, I know that my dad did. I know the things that you uh, experienced. Uh, so did your mom. And so, but we didn't have those conversations with yeah. my dad, you know. So I think it's that's a very good point. That is, you know, I think back to, you know, using the right term and not correct terminology and all that. Tara was the one that initiated that. What what was your reasoning behind that at that time? Um, we, the, the previous job I was at, you know, we had a lot of um, talks and education about sex education and it they say at a very very young age it's so important that mm-hmm. you teach your kids what what those areas of their body are called because and this is mm-hmm. scary is because you know older men older women that are going to try and you know destroy their lives with you know sexual abuse and all this they tend to use those words and the kids don't know what they mean so it's kind of scary mm-hmm. and then but if you teach your kids that and you teach them the right you know, ways to to discuss those things, and it's not a scary thing to discuss. Right. And they know when they hear something that's not right because right. you've had conversation. Right. Well, they can just automatically think in their mind, "Yeah, you're you're wrong. wrong. That's not yeah. right." Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. So you're laying the foundation for those that's terms right. to be something mm-hmm. that can be discussed even as they get on yeah. down the road, and which you know, I always thought was unique. A lot of times, too, I've heard when there has been abuse, it's been hard. The child would come and tell, but they were so young, they used the nickname, my TT or my boo-boo or my whatever. Well, you can't prove in court either. Right. What is that? Like, what are we referring to? So it it is also just safety. Like, this is important. Like, Mm -hmm. it it shouldn't scare us. We should be, if someone was going to try to mess with my kid, I'll do whatever I got to do. Right. I'll be mm-hmm. however uncomfortable I have to be to protect them. And so we need to view this whole sex thing. Uh, that's what Satan's doing. He's yeah. starting on our kids to twist and pervert their yeah. view of it. So as parents, we need to do whatever it takes to get as com- uncomfortable as we have to for our children's yeah. protection. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. And that 
this affects the entire rest of their life, mm-hmm. with or without a spouse, mm-hmm. um, just knowing what the truth is about sex. I just think about my kids. They go into a school. And they hear all of these things. If they're taught the right way, not only are they learning the right way, but they're teaching the right way. Mm-hmm. And what kind of, you know, what what kind of thing they can have with other kids, how can they be a positive influence on these other kids is important. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's one reason that God says, you know, te- teach your kids and they will always fall back. Yeah, so. I think a, uh, another excuse that... Um, you hear a lot from parents is you know about not having the conversation about mm-hmm. sex with your kids as well they're teenagers you know they're, they're young adults everybody's doing it you know there's not that many virgins out there. there's not that many people who who can do it my, my kids normal just like all the other kids who have sex right. mm-hmm. and so I think that's something that that you hear a lot and an excuse for not having that conversation yeah. you know and you know something I want to clarify too it's not a one-time conversation conversation Mm-mm. that you have it should be a constant and ongoing conversation that you're you have regularly mm-hmm. it's not a one you can't explain everything about sex in one conversation right. and it all be absorbed i mean heck we're still learning about it ourselves and navigating right. it so it should be the same thing with our kids and there should be a constant check in with them how are you doing especially as they're older and into the teenage years like how are you doing with your sexuality Mm -hmm. what are your temptations like and then share again still all the while sharing the temptations and struggles that you as their parent have when it comes to sex yeah it should be constant and it should be saturated with grace because when your kids do blow it uh, whether it's something small or big and then you just discipline 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 and don't uh, use that as a teaching moment to pour grace into mm-hmm. them and, and teach them the truth about sex and they're just going to close off automatically to turn their back to you and they'll turn it towards their friends who yep. is mm-hmm. giving them grace so, so how how do we navigate baggage and in just initiating that conversation what are some things that parents can do themselves if you're sitting here and saying, you know what, I've got a mental block. This is great stuff. It'd be nice mm-hmm. to be able to do, but I've got a mental block that I just either they know something has happened in the past or it might be something that they don't realize has happened in the past. What what kind of things have we used and, and, and utilized to get us to the point where those conversations can be had? Well, I know for myself it was seeking healing and help for my own sexual baggage. Um I had to seek that out and allow myself to be it. So I had the correct view um, also of sex and how God designed it and how he intended it. And it's almost like once I felt that healing, in a way, it bolstered me to want Mm -hmm. even more to share that with my kids. Mm -hmm. Because I could look at my life and see how just... Satan twisting one little lie about it and me believing it my whole life Mm -hmm. just makes me want to make the path more easily traveled for my my kids 
because most likely there there is a lie they've already believed from mm-hmm. Satan when it yeah. comes to sex. Yeah, I think I think Anna's right. Uh, most of the good conversations we had uh, with our with our kids was after um, we both figured out the correct theology and the right mm-hmm. terminology or however you want to label it about sex. And also what Anna said earlier is, um, you know, we both have a broken past when it comes to sex and sexual immorality and all those things. Well, our kids know about that now. But then they got to see the, the transformation and the restoration and and the way that we view that and live that out in our lives now. And so I think they get a, the, a mental picture of both of those things, what it was like and what it's like now. And that helps them make the correct choice, too. You know? I always say, you know, don't cover up the hurt and the pain that you went through. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you do, you know, how can people see or how right. can your kids especially see? how much you've healed that's right and that it can happen i think for me knowing that i had a community that was doing a lot of what we were doing um and just finding that stability and that encouragement to say hey yeah you know this is a great call there's time to have that that discussion um just knowing that people have my back and i have people i can go to and ask questions Mm -hmm. yeah Um, that's good yeah. Um. Another question is: is is the conversation going to look the same with all kids? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. no. So. I mean, there might be a general. There should be because God has a design for sex. Yeah. You shouldn't change that. It don't. It doesn't matter who you are. God designed it a certain way, so yeah. those elements should be the same. But you've you've got to know your kid. How much can your kid listen in one sitting and like how are you going to approach them and how can right. you and the gender differences uh, yeah. the way you would that's talk a big, to a female a and yeah. a male so. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always like the approach of um, motivational interviewing <laughs> When motivational, it comes, motivational interviewing when it comes to your kids. Okay. You know, asking questions and then and then responding, you know, with a, well, yeah, you know, you're kind of right, but let me tell you what God says about this. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, this is what this is supposed to be like. But I always think my kids feel more comfortable if we ask the question yeah you know they don't they don't feel um lectured or dominated which ann and i both struggled with for a while till we finally figured it out to have you know have it more conversational rather than just a a parent teaching their kids or lecturing their kids it just didn't go well discussion yeah i got a weird feeling that you've used that on me now now you know you know so uh, tell me what okay. you think. <laughs> uh, I'm going to stop. I know what you're doing right now. <laughs> exactly you're, you're, right. Try, you're trying to get me to share, yeah. and I don't like it. But my it. kids don't know that. So. <laughs> That's right. Um, That's and I don't know where you was going, John, but maybe a good thing to do would be what what types of things do parents need to talk to their kids about? Mm-hmm. What is what is God's uh, intent for sex? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What would you guys mm-hmm. say? I would definitely refer back to Genesis because I think that's the beginning of what sex means in God's eyes. So um, for me, the first thing would be it's meant to be between a husband and a wife, Mm -hmm. and it's meant to be very good. Um, And I know he says do it to, you know, multiply the earth, of course, but I, I really think honing in on how beautiful it is and it's meant to be between a husband and a wife and how 
precious that can be between the two. So, mm-hmm. And that it's a gift. Yeah. Like it's a gift that God gave us. Because um, if you read Song of Solomon, mm-hmm. that whole Ooh. book is about a husband <laughs> and a wife and yeah. they're having sex and yeah. they are definitely enjoying it. Um, and so just realizing it's such a gift from him. Because that's almost mind-blowing. Like, a lot of times, definitely our culture does, I guess our culture thinks that we created sex ourselves, and it was just something we figured out. When no, yeah. it, God built it into us, and it's a gift from Him. And obviously, uh, which we, this is the one I struggled with, like, sex is an opportunity to glorify God. You know, think about the verse, um, you know, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And I never thought about sex being included in that uh, that verse. But when I did, and I finally kind of sunk in, like anything we do can be used to glorify God, and sex should be at the top of that list. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I just echo all three of those. I mean, that's great sound advice and, and just straight biblical instruction on what it is and it's not some, something to be ashamed of. I mean, right. I, I really think we can break generational curses by this one specific topic. Just, mm-hmm. you know, one generation, break that generational curse of, you know, problems with sex as a teenager, having, you know, the masturbation, you could you could keep going. All these generational curses, mm-hmm. right. um, sex addiction, addiction. Um, I just think it can all it can all be handled by teaching your kids from a very young age what it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also, like thinking about if we're teaching them, sex is a good is good. It's from God. It's a gift, and it's a way to glorify Him. A lot of times, they might be like, "Okay, but I'm not married yet, and this is supposed to be when I'm married. So why not wait till they're getting married to tell them all this?" Well, the thing is, they're preparing their sexuality can be glorifying God for their marriage right now. Mm-hmm. Before that, like when that's the mindset, this is for my husband. This is for my wife. Mm-hmm. I get married, and this is how I'm glorifying God now by respecting his design and and living it out according to the way he designed it, waiting mm-hmm. to get married. Yeah. Um, that's how I'm bringing glory to God and now. That's a great point. You know, I, I teach this a lot and talk about it a lot. Just, I mean, things kick off. At 11, 12, 13, 14 years old. There's nothing we can do about right. it. Testosterone and, kicks I in. Mean, it, it, it's the way God <laughs> designed it. <laughs> yep. You know, we're at a stage in life now or a stage in, in history where we're trying to keep kids kids till they're almost way 30. Yeah. I mean, right. you know, and so I'm not a proponent of telling you, hey, yeah, you can go get married at 16. You know, that, that, that's not what I'm saying. Right. It, you know, I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is we need to understand we need to get a handle on it early because yeah. the, whether you believe it or not, the sensation and the desire is there. Yeah, I had someone ask me about that one time. Well, you know, my son's uh, 14, 15, 16, whatever he was, and, like, he's got all these hormones that are raging. What is he supposed to do with that? Yeah. You know, he can't get married. That's right. And I said, well, he's supposed to glorify God. Mm-hmm. You know, you have an opportunity to, to teach him to do that. So That's right. That's right. So. Um, well, this is a tough topic, and it's a tough thing to discuss with your kids. Um, I think our biggest prayer is, A, that you have the discussion. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. And what are you arming yourself with? 
um, because they're going to get lies. You know, you can turn on the TV, and yeah. literally, if if you're a family that watches TV, I can guarantee you, every time there's a break for commercials, you have an opportunity to teach your kids about mm-hmm. sex because yeah. there's going to be a commercial about sex, mm-hmm. and if you you can say, you know what, that's an inter- interesting commercial. This is what they're saying, but this is what God says. Yeah, so, lots of opportunity. Lots of opportunity. Talk and I to think your one kids. last thing to add when talking to them: any questions that they have, answer them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know the answer to it, say, you know what? I don't know, but let's find out yeah. the truth. Don't just about send that. them to dad or mom yeah. or, or to the church or to your <laughs> yeah. pastor. Like it's our and responsibility. And it's something you can say. You know what? I don't know. Let's find out together. And then then you're teaching them how to find out the correct answers. Mm-hmm. Also, not just believe what they're told. That goes along. I can remember. This I've told y'all this story. This is the only conversation I ever had with my dad about sex in all of my life. I must have been 12 years old, and I asked him what a virgin was, and he said, "That's a bad word. Don't say it." And so that that was it. So your response as a parent needs to be one of openness and needs to be mm-hmm. one of preparedness. Um, you know, because that was it. I shut it down. I was like, "Okay, never going to him about that anymore." <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're glad that we were able to spend some time with you. Um, Trey, you want to close us out? Yep. So as we close, I would just uh, remind you to be willing to have those conversations with your kids. Uh, but more than anything, as you have those conversations, just elevate God's intent uh, with that. So as always, uh, thank you for listening. We'd love for you to give us uh, a five-star rating so we can get the, the word out with this podcast. And if you have any questions or comment or like to donate uh, to our podcast, you can reach us at uh, reengage at wfrchurch.org. <laughs>